Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. such thing as death life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Isn't that fucked? Yeah, what? I wonder why. Why? Why did Ancestry.com? Why was twenty? This is not the first one. The first, the first case where Ancestry.com actually gave data away, and we're not even talking about the. I think it was the Golden State Killer. It was the Zodiac Killer. Was one of them that also was given information, and that was when it was still owned by Ancestry.com. But this happened before BlackRock even bought the company. That Ancestry.com gave the state of Idaho and their uh, police forces uh, free information to DNA runs a suspect. This is the second time that's happened that I'm aware of. That's crazy. So nothing is sacred. Do not, no. do not give these people your DNA. No. no. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your weekly episode of M3E. Yes, M3E is brought to you by purepetwellness.com. Enter ghost at checkout and you get 20% off your entire order. They are a family-based pet CBD company out of California and I highly recommend them to anybody that has pets that might need some CBD and uh, just to calm down a little bit or, or help with some joint issues and and many other uh, health aspects of you know CBD also if you want ad free advertising yeah ad free advertising if you want ad free episodes uh, go over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast sorry 
Uh, got some things going on in the background here. Um, but anyway, go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and $3 gets you the full episode of M3E. And uh, for $5, you get a lot more. And I think I'm going to add a $10 tier just for the super supporter uh, that just wants to contribute to the show and uh, just because they like the value that they get out, out of the content that I work hard to uh, produce. And, uh, you know, this episode, I have Frantic Missy coming back and, uh, well, a lot's changed with her and she's not so frantic uh, as she used to be. And come to find out, it was because she was always on a delay and that's why she was always overstepping everybody. But she always has great information and I always loved talking with her and uh, just the stuff that we, we always go off the rails. So anyway, enjoy this episode. And again, thank you for supporting my third eye podcast. And again, thank you for all your contributions to cunt and thank you for all your support for talk at the tavern. I'm going to think about looking for another weekly show episode type deal. I don't know yet. But we also have soap coming, and uh, we'll fill you in on that in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun, exciting episode. I have returning guest, the frantic one, Frantic Missy. How are you, darling? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me again, you know? Yes. It's been a long time. We haven't talked in a little bit, but I hope your uh, holidays were good. I I know I got a, a nice picture that we probably laughed at and probably going to go to hell for but that's okay it, it was funny and i liked it at least the company will be great yes so what's new on your end i see you uh you're you got a studio now i upgraded i had to i mean i was in, like in my garage and it was like the audio was awful the the camera was bad um it was it was time to just step it up a notch so i did so i moved all this into a closet nice so yeah when i leave here i'll be coming out the closet Yes, you will. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so uh, what, what kind of fun do you want to get into tonight? Because I know when we were talking, <laughs> yes, right there, uh, you had mentioned uh, the rivers around the world drying up, UFOs, and shadow people. So yeah. we can talk about anything you want. You know this show has an open forum, and, and obviously you and I tend to uh, go off script, So, uh, which is fun because that's how great conversations go. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like basically, uh, uh, I've been preparing notes for my new live show that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing on YouTube on Saturday night. It starts at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think that's eight o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time. But yeah, that one started. Uh, it, we did like a couple weeks. It didn't work out. Like we just had to like fine tune some stuff. And now we got our format down. So tonight's gonna be our first like new push or our show called Allegedly. And it's going to be on the Smoking Gun Cafe uh, podcast site. We're potentially bringing other people, maybe present company included, uh, to have like a network of people so we can all support each other. Um, So when things like bannings happen, like we can still keep in touch with each other and like support each other. Uh, So that's going to be starting tonight. So it's going to be every Saturday going forward. Uh, The Twitter's gone crazy. Um, uh, A couple episodes that I did, like the one with Alex Stein, since he blew up, it blew up. So uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Hanging out in Twitter spaces a lot, causing some yeah. triumphs and some tribulation, depending on the day. <laughs> there. <laughs> well, I gotta uh, 
I got to admit, I got to get more active on Twitter because now that it, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of turned back into a little bit of the wild, wild west and uh, a little bit of freedoms have come back. Uh, I there for a while, you know, I, I would only post, okay, I'm putting out a Patreon episode, you know, I, I, I put that out, you know, tweet about it. And one day I looked and I'm like, I never promoted my Twitter. And I looked down and I had a couple hundred followers. Why the, why the hell are people following me? I'm only, you know, doing the Patreon thing, but whatever. I need to get more active on Twitter. And uh, I think that maybe that's something I'll, I'll uh, work on in this new year. So, Well, I have like one uh, post that I did, and it gives you, like, I'm guessing, I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter, but I have no idea what that stuff means. I don't care about, like, the statistics or whatever. But I did have, like, one post that I made um, that had, like, 16,000 interactions and I'm like, whoa, because I remember, I mean, I've been shadow banned for God knows how long. So I've done all kinds of kooky stuff. Uh, so it was crazy to see that uh, I went from like having no one to see my stuff to now like I've got like, I mean, I've got one that I put today, put this morning that has like 5,600 people that have interacted with it. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, uh, well, it was probably a little over a year ago now. Uh, I mean, your your IG got nuked. and Oh, yeah, it still is. I left it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't get nuked. It got it got hacked. Hacked uh, yes. by someone who is a uh, thirst trap person. Apparently now I speak Spanish, and apparently I like truckers. I don't know. It's happened. Right. Not get any ones, just any kind of ones. Right. And uh, it's it's so funny because like my, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, "What do I do?" It was like I've been trying to get IG to like give me my account back. I've been fighting for it like for almost. It's been almost a year. It's been like a year and a month, I think, actually. Yeah. And um, my dad was like, "No, just leave it." I was like, "Why?" He's like, because now anybody who looks at that is going to know when you last posted on there, they're going to see the last pictures that are you and they're going to know that it's fake. If you take that account back, people are always going to question whether or not that was you. You can never prove that that wasn't you. He's like, so just let it go. Because there's a reason for everything that happened for a reason. You learned a valuable lesson. Next. Yep. So now I'm just active on Twitter. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame you. And your dad makes a good point with that because, uh, you know, you with with the way people are quick to point out, oh my God, uh, Frantic Missy was a shill or something. She just did that to to gain following or whatever. If if you would have, so that's how many followers really? So what am I up like yeah. five thousand? I think I get like five thousand five hundred people maybe. I think on I don't even know. Like I don't chat on Twitter. So obviously I'm doing it for the clicks, even though I don't have any. I've never made a dime at this. So clearly, <laughs> like I'm not a shill and not like you know a plant. If I was, like, I would be doing a lot better than I am. <laughs> so. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Flat, uh, flat doesn't matter unless you, like... It, no. so, it, it, you can pick up any kind of sword you want, but unless you know how to wield it, unless, like, you use it for, like, the proper thing that it's used for, which is, like, in my opinion, to protect people, to, to have, you know, people not afraid of the things they shouldn't be afraid of, like the thing we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, th that's... It, the whole thing is useless. Like, I, I have never made a dime at this. I don't ever plan to make money at this. The minute I take a check, the minute I get paid is the minute people can question why I do it. So okay. my goal is to have other things that fund uh, this so I don't ever have to ask someone who follows me or ask someone that listens to me or ask someone who's a fan of mine to buy something from me or give something to me or have a sponsor come, like, you know, uh, destroy or have to have input on what I'm allowed to say. I'm, I'm trying not to ever do that. That's the goal. I wish I could say the same, but I, like I said, I do have a Patreon and uh, what have you, and I do run some ads on on uh, Anchor, but I think I might be moving away from Anchor and 
uh, looking at different routes because to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind doing this full time and not working, getting up and going and beating the shit out of my body, you know, and working for some other company when I could do it myself and, and have fun talking with people. But I see what you're saying when, you know, anybody that does make money and does it full time does get that, that, uh, status or question brought up, you know, Oh, who are they working for? You know what I mean? And a lot of times it, it really isn't that, you know what I mean? Cause I know Alex Stein's probably getting heat, heat about it now too. You know what I mean? And he came from grassroots and, and this and that, and there's a lot of people out there now. Oh, he's a shill. He he's, he's in. Except for uh, his mom died. Yeah. Except for the fact that they killed his mother. Like his mother yes. was killed because they gave him the wrong medication. He's not doing this because he wants to be famous. Or he wants to be cool. And I ran it like, I'm sure he does. Everybody does on some one level. Present company totally excluded. I'm not interested in it at all. Breaks heat. I don't need. Uh, but he he's doing this because like he's trying to like get revenge in a way for what happened to his mom. And people who know him know that. People who don't know him, it's easy to throw rocks at somebody who has like you know clout and following and all and like that is moving up in the world. But that's the problem like with these communities, like with conspiracy community. I don't know what kind of virus. We've been infected with since COVID came around, but we're throwing rocks at each other. It needs to stop because, mm. like, if we we need to all be dragging each other up into the light. You know, if I can call out as many like you know compatriots, uh, followers, friends, uh, other podcasters, as much as I can like call those people out and give them the attention, like I do that all I can because we're all in this together. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, yeah. that's what they want. They want to divide us because then we don't I mean, have a voice. Yeah, you gave me a fair shake when I first started. You know what I mean? Like you'd send get you know. Hey, try to get this person on, you know, this, that, and, yeah. and help, help me get up and running. And, and I, I'm always grateful for that. And I'll do it you know, again. I'll do it yeah. again. I'll do it again. I know you, <laughs> I know you will. And I think we became pretty good friends out of, out of, you know, just me happened to see you on a live, I believe it might've been on an Instagram or something. I was just like, Hey, would you like to come on the tavern? And then the next thing you know, had you on and you were back and, you know, we talk and, you know, everything. So I, you're, you're right. We need to help more people instead of pointing the finger. We need to lend out a hand maybe sometimes, but, and that yeah, goes for everybody. Those are you know? folks. No, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into some, uh, some shadow people because I, I've had a, a couple experiences. Well, one that I thought was a shadow person that now after talking with somebody else and the event that led up to that. Uh, I was, I had a skinwalker encounter and most people don't apparently survive those. And me and my cousin that experienced it together did survive it. And weird things have happened ever since, uh, you know, my, my whole life, I'll see like shadow movement out of the corner of my eye or whatever. And I just now chalk it up to, oh, okay, whatever. It's just my life. But, you know, for the longest time, you know, you'd see it, it's scary. You're like, whoa. I swear, I just saw someone walk by or run by or something quick. And, you know, it, it, it's a phenomenon that I think a lot of people deal with, but are too maybe shy to to talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, I was running statistics today. And uh, there's actually an article, I mean, it came out in 2021 from USA Today, where it discussed how many people had, you know, encounters with ghosts in America. And this is just in America. So it's not counting like, you know, all the crazy stuff that happens in Europe or you know, the Shibakaba or anything crazy like that, but just ghosts and just in America, it's one in five people have an encounter and two out of five people believe in ghosts. Now, how can we trust those numbers? I do not know. Uh, the, give me a second. I can pull up who it was through. I believe it was through, um, it was USA Today that reported on it. 
I think it was through uh, one of those companies that does the surveys or whatever. Um, so then again, like that that's the information that we have for statistically wise. You got to remember that Peter Vinkman had his funding taken away. So we don't know. We don't have scientific bases. We don't have anybody studying this. Oddly enough, the government is. The government has, you know, what is it? Operation Looking Glass, where they have psychics helping them find like information about like foreign assets and uh, trying to figure out where people are that are missing that they're trying to get a hold of. So we, we know we've got Operation Looking Glass, which anybody can find on CA.gov. Scroll down on the page, go to resources, click on FOIA, search Operation Looking Glass, and find document, documents on that. But they have psychics that are working for the United States military. But for some reason, all of these like big schools, these Ivy League schools, uh, they don't want to like participate in any research on this stuff. So you've got independent journalists out there. And uh, it's hilarious how much like people don't take you seriously, even though you've spent more time. I spent more time researching this stuff in my life than anybody who has a degree on this. I guarantee you. <laughs> like, I guarantee you I've spent more time on this. But it, it's always a fist fight to prove that I'm, I'm telling the truth, uh, that I, I don't have nefarious, you know, intentions behind it. Uh, it's hilarious because like I go in these like spaces about UFOs. And these UFO realms, uh, because, you know, it's, it's a net relatively new subject to me. I haven't, like, deep dove into that. I was busy doing other stuff, like paranormal investigating. And it's hilarious how many of these people, like, they're like, we need to get, we need to get the word out. We need more academics. We need more academics getting behind this. We need more. I'm like, dude, you're not going to get the Rockefeller education system behind you. So, I mean, and the same thing is true, like, ghosts. Like, one out of five people, that's the best number we can go off of. Really. But I really think it's one out of three. I, I, I would probably agree with you on one out of three because, I mean, I I talk to more people in my day-to-day, well, maybe not day-to-day life, but within my lifetime and different places I've been, I, I've always met somebody that has had a paranormal uh, encounter, experience, whatever you want to call it, including myself. So, you know. It, again, again, they want to divide us because if finger is not very powerful, you might... You can poke someone, but you can't poke someone to death. But if you got a fist, you take all those fingers and put them together and you make a fist. A fist can mess somebody up. A fist can kill somebody. So they don't want us to like be the fist that we need to be. So they want to like throw out data and like make us think that we're more isolated than we actually are. Uh, one out of three people is my, and this is someone, and I did paranormal investigating for uh, three years, eight months, roughly, almost four years. And I went to a, a thousand homes, at least. And I studied everybody else's notes that came before me and that were also doing other cases. Um, and so that's like maybe three to 5,000 cases that I looked at data and information on. Now, I would say, I would say like a solid 4,500, 5,000 people, at least for, for cases. Because I looked at stuff that was like 10 years before me. And I was like obsessed. I was voracious. I was like reading this stuff nonstop. All the case notes for all the cases that came before me because I wanted to be the best criminal investigator I could be. So I wanted to see how other people like wrote their nose in what they did. And I just got sucked in. And I found that anecdotal evidence is the most powerful thing in the world. Just like you said, you meet people and then you have a conversation with them and they tell you something different than the d- numbers in the data are ever going to tell you. Uh, so knowing not, I'm going to say it's one out of three, maybe even half. I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know. I, again, I'd like to see it studied, but you know, I'd also like, you know, it rained manna and for uh, you know, dinosaurs to exist really and we can see what they look like, but it's never going to happen uh, because it's wishing on something that's never going to exist. So I would like to know more. I want to know everything. Yeah, don't we all? You know what I mean? Like, I, I would love to know the, the reason behind some of the UFO phenomenon, uh, why we see into, 
uh, the afterlife or whatever. And, you know, you brought up Project Looking Glass. You know, obviously the government believes in it. If they believe in it and other governments around the world believe in it, then there has to be some validity to it. And, you know, oh, whether or not... Like, and they call you a Q person or they look at you like a grown yeah. extra head. They look, like, yeah. they look at you like you're the alien or like you're the ghost when you say right. that like that. I mean, you yeah. are ghosts, but... Well, yeah, but I'm not trans. I'm not translucent. I guess you could say I'm transparent, but not translucent. <laughs> good analogy. Very good analogy. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the reason I got to the UFO stuff recently, like the UFO like uh, train or whatever you want to call it, is because I have been studying like these shadow people and these paranormal like things, and interdimensional beings are just like the next like connection to these. I mean, they all have to be from somewhere. They all have to be related to something. I mean, I know mm -hmm. what like non corporeal. Uh, beings are. I've dealt with them. I've I've been in their space. I've heard them speak to me through electronic objects, like you know, on deep, uh, like recording them uh, on MP3s on the, the where we used to have one of those little like uh, taking notes on this, like one of those. Yeah, I've your little voice those. recorders. I've countless. Yes, I've recorded countless voice. I've been telling you to get out. F you. Uh, you know, you're fat. One of them told me I was fat. I was like, oh damn, that's close, bitch. Like really, really? You just called me fat? That's mean. <laughs> Maybe they want to. Was that with I was working with a, a big guy. <laughs> but well, maybe feeling. maybe it was with a PH instead of an F. Uh, well, it it was like two thousand, so <laughs> very likely, very likely that that's what they could have met. But the reason I got into the UFO stuff is because I think that they're definitely connected. Um, uh, they're all one big like puzzle piece. Each category is a puzzle piece that goes huh. into a bigger puzzle. We just don't know what the puzzle looks like. Yeah. You know? No. Do you have Discovery Plus by any chance? Uh, dude, I I don't I'm just subscribed to anything. Like people are like, you got a WhatsApp? I'm like, what what's that? Well, I don't know. What Discovery I, Plus a streaming service? Yeah, yeah. So you get like all your travel, Discovery, and all, all that. Me. That's why I'm a nerd that shows up with notes that help ghosts and shadow people. See, I'm I'm the opposite. I can't I can't sit there and take notes, but I can visually watch something. And retain it. And uh, what I was watching today, I started a new docu series called uh, Contact, and they they look into uh, the UFO phenomenon around the world. And, and the first few episodes that I've watched uh, are, are based down in South America, down near Chile, and, and and stuff like that. And it's it's really interesting stuff. And and you know, it my listeners, if if you do have it, check it out. If it's something you're interested in, I, I've always been interested in UFOs ghosts and all just you know paranormal or cryptid whatever you know what i mean since i was a little kid so you know when, when i hear someone new coming in and being like well i'm just now starting to look into the ufo thing i'm like oh cool you know wait till you wait till you really get into it and and because there, there's so much and it, it's a never ending thing you're mm -hmm. never going to learn it one of the reasons i put off the ufo thing i didn't put it off rather i would say that i i had a hard okay so i like facts i like anecdotal evidence i like uh you know documentation i mean ghosts date back to freaking socrates shadow people which we're about to talk to in a minute this also dates back to antiquity the sumerians you know the hebrew the hebrew people used to bury like you know little dolls in the corners of their house which have real lilith which would be like a succubus or an incubus right like th that's been going on since antiquity ufo stuff has not really been an interest or people haven't really studied it in its form until recently. And on top of that, you've got all these people that are called ufologists. And because they have like their own little niche group, I really do think there's some people that piggyback 
and they might they're they're encountering like might be a real story. It might be, but those people always end up at conventions and getting like and like being a speaker. And, and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes with that. And I like things I can put on a piece of paper and look at. And it just seems to me like with ufology, whether intentional or not, there's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of like stuff that can't be proven. A lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it's hearsay. And I'm one of those people like if this can't stand up in court, I can't take it to be a fact. I can't. Because I, I can't sit there and, like, try to speak to someone about other conspiracy stuff that's going on. Like, I don't know, that George Bush Sr. probably killed JFK and he put a bullet in Reagan to shut him up to. I can't do that. I can't do that when I'm sitting there, like, spouting an anecdotal evidence from an anecdotal evidence from an anecdotal evidence. Like, the, when it dates back, it has nothing that, like, proves it's substantial. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some definite cases that are legit. And if it weren't for, like, Lazar, I wouldn't be looking at any of it, honestly. Legit. And it won't for like the stuff that happened on the Nimitz. I wouldn't be looking at it at all, at all. But because of stories like that, I've been like doing research, but it's so hard to dig through the piles of crap to get you the real stuff. It, mm -hmm. It's just, it's it's time I feel a bunch of recently has been better spent looking at things I can put my hands on. And so I've struggled with anything in that community because it is so like bogged down with like hokum and you know woo uh, and like people worshiping crystals and stuff like that. There's a lot of that in that group. And um, like again, I think I think that there is scientific validity to it, and that's why I'm starting to dig into it now. It's not because I didn't ever believe that they existed. I've always believed that they existed. I've known that since I was a kid. It's just that that field is so dragged down, and I, I think it's intentional. I think they mm -hmm. plant evidence, they being obviously lizard people, no, I'm just kidding, or, you know, the men in black people, or, like, I don't know, the people that are, are not the actual men in black, but are pretending to be men in black to scare the shit out of people, people, right? There's a lot of that that's planted, <laughs> like, by our government, so we yeah. don't, like, look at the facts. And and talk about a community turning on itself. Woo! The UFO people? Woo! Mm -hmm. They will tear each other to shreds. So you yeah. have to be on point with them. You know. I think the only other group that would do that just the same is the Sasquatch community. Oh, God, the Bigfoot people are mean. Yeah. They're mean to one another. And, and you, if you're going there to have a conversation about scientific facts, you might as well just forget it because there's not going to be a single person that wants to talk facts with you. They want to talk about all the stuff that is, you know, for lack of a better word, and I, I hate to say this because it's not like I, it's coming from hate in my heart, but... It's basically based on like a story that's based on a story that's based on a story. And there's no real hard evidence other than mm -hmm. anecdotal evidence that's been passed over one person to another. And like, and we know, we know that there's so many fake videos that have been debunked. And, and at the end of the day, you have to discount that stuff. Then again, like, how are you supposed to catch anything that's interdimensional with a freaking camera from this, this age, from this reality? How are you supposed to catch that? I know that you yeah. can't catch up with ghosts. I know. I've been in the field trying to do it for years. They can barely, barely catch anything. And the thing that the people do catch, it's so few and far between. And even those are always being questioned. And like, there's someone out there that said that community bonds. Almost always. So mm -hmm. it, it's a difficult thing to dig into. It has to be something you see for yourself. Because the eye, the human eye, is able to see things that the camera lens cannot catch. And we know that just to be a fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. If, they, if, it was, if that was true, then Instagram wouldn't be huge. Because like cameras can get, catch things that aren't even there. All the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and same with, uh, like you were saying, with EVP recordings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, you can be talking. Those, are, those are valid. Like, those, yeah. those are, that's the only, honestly, like, when people, okay, I'll get into it. When it comes to ghosts, 
right? Which then again, I don't think goes to what we think they are. I think I've been over this before with you about how I think that it has something to do with, I think if all time exists at the same time, right? And there's plenty of peer-reviewed papers from scientists trying to prove this, that, that that time all exists at the same time. It will be it will be accepted by the scientific community sooner than I think later. In the next 10 years, everything's going to change when it comes to the way we look at time. It's not a forward-moving linear concept. It is actually all happening at the same time. And we're all like, th this is just a sliver of many slivers and they're all in one broom, you know? And I think that if time is one, then we got to deal with the fact that, like, we're not dealing with a dead person when you see a ghost, a full-body apparition, a person that's wearing clothes, a person with a face, a person-person that reacts to you like you react to them, either run away or they, they're they they're angry at you for being in their house, right? But when you deal with that, every single one is trauma-based. It bleeds the third and fourth dimension. And what we're dealing with is not a dead person. You're dealing with an alive person. That being said, this other stuff is interdimensional. It is not fourth-dimensional. It's fifth or sixth, or seventh, or ninth, or who knows how many dimensions there are. It is coming from somewhere else. It is existing in our timeline, but is an outside of our timeline being. It might even be for a different reality that we don't exist in in that reality. We don't know. This multiverse thing is huge, and it can go on for days. But at the end of the day, like what, what we're telling, when we're talking about shadow people, when we talk about Bigfoot, when we talk about aliens, I think the aliens are intelligent uh, beings that are coming to our universe, that multiverse, right, that are able to somehow travel and uh, they use trauma, I think, as a key, which is why everybody who has an interaction with these things, it's never good. It's never like they gave me a birthday present. An alien yeah. bought me a new car. It's never like that. It's never like, look under your seat. <laughs> There's a new car for you. That never happens, right? It's always like I had something put in my ass yeah. or up my nose, you know? Or, or, or in some cases, yeah. It's never right. My eggs where I was pregnant and you know they or they impregnated me and then took my baby you know what I mean I mean there's all I've, kinds of weird stuff but again yeah. again when it comes when it backs up to the ghost stuff you have ghosts that are full body apparitions that are people not dead people alive people now now that we agree right then you've got things that are dark things that are you know feeding off of people's energy Bigfoot I think is an unintelligent interdimensional thing I think he's just like, oh, oh, look what happened. Oh, no, what's that smell? It's me. Bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> is, I think, an unintelligent being that stumbles through our reality, right? And no one knows, like, what happened, where he came from, or where he's going. But I think that they're traveling through us to get somewhere else. Um, and I think that's evidence. And I think that there, that there are dark things, like aliens, that are intelligent. These shadow people things that we're about to discuss... They're a whole different animal. Again, they're not ghosts. They're not people. They're not corporal. They don't have a body. They're not dressed in period clothes. You're never going to see a ghost wearing a MAGA hat holding a cell phone. And not, it's not going to happen. Unless they died at, like, I don't know, at, at Kyle, you know, Kyle's, like, shootout. Like, that's it. Other than that, like, you're not going to have, like, something that happens like that. It, you, you see them usually in period clothing. Socrates' ghost, right? Who, what would Socrates' ghost who's, like, in the earliest, you know, ghost story on record, what would that person have worn, right? What happened with that? Are they still around? Does anybody see Socrates' ghost? No, nobody sees ghosts wearing Greek costume or Roman no. costume or, like, Vikings, right? No, you don't see those. The earliest, like, point where you see someone from this age, from the last 100 years, have recorded, like, you know, stories, they're always, like, people from a minimum of, like, 200 years and a maximum of 500 years. For some reason, 
which is odd. I never, never really actually thought about it. Yeah, I never thought of that because up until you said that, has to be fresh. I think, and people have trauma on both sides. The person that's experiencing seeing the corporal face has a face, has emotions, can see anything to see them. The people that are experiencing that on their side, there's usually trauma, and on that person's side that died but that's still alive, not really dead, on the person's side, the ghost that they're seeing. And they're experiencing trauma at the same time. And somehow that trauma like puts a door. They believe that would an important dimension. I had to go back to why maybe the government uh, with o- Operation Looking Glass, okay, then you take MK Ultra and the trauma based mind control. Yeah. You have to have that form of trauma in order to separate that mind sure. in order to get the c- control and turn into a slave. And you have CERN and all the people that yeah. disappear around CERN and the have our national parks and all the people that disappeared in national parks and they end up in crazy places. Why is that? Well, I mean, let's look at Bohemian Grove. We know what they do in the wood. Mm, yeah. But, they sacrifice the effigy of a child to the owl god Moloch so they can cast their cares in the, in the cremation of care ceremony when they literally burn their cares so they don't have to feel guilt. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all this stuff is connected. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. And when you bring in the trauma aspect of, um, okay, that ghost ha- obviously went through trauma. I might be going through trauma, or just having a, a fucking shitty week. You know, what I mean, having well, a stressful week is, is trauma. Well, you have a lot of those stories where they have an interaction with something that's angry at them, and they see a person, not like they hear footsteps or something smashes some shit in their kitchen. Which, by the way, that happens. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you like defending? Waking up in the middle of the night to have to deal with something. Why are you like, yeah, this ghost, it's awesome. I wake up in the middle of the night, there's nothing really broken. But I thought there was, and it fucked with me, and it hurt me, and it made me upset, and I was scared. Right? I could, it could have been a guy with a knife, and you go, oh, it's, it's just Henry, our ghost. It's like leaving your door open and allowing a homeless person to move in, and never being like, oh, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. I don't know this person, but because they're all ghosts, it's totally fine. Like, what? What's up with that? But yeah, it's trauma on both sides. It has to be. People that are re, like, re, sorry, I mean, I got a, a little bit off topic, but the reason why you see, like, uh, people that have experiences with, uh, ghosts, ghosts, uh, and they're redoing the house, that is stressful. Have you ever had a house, like, uh, had your house redone where you have to have, like, service people in and out and they're the dumbest thing and they, they trap mud in? It is stressful. You can't yep. use your kitchen now for, like, a month. Like, that is a stressful thing to go through as a family. So that, that you've got trauma on this end. Then you've got trauma on that end, whatever it is, a murder, or they lost their baby, or whatever it is. They got in the wrong car and got murdered. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right, and you see somebody trying to hitchhike. Well, usually people that are picking up hitchhikers are not, they're not on their best, they're not on the right mind, like, mindset. You know, something's wrong there. So yeah. I think the trauma has to be on both ends. It has to be a bookend. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but Let's get in. the people with the the people that brag or like think it's cool to have a ghost. I want to be like, dude, 
I've got a guy named no. Carl that I just gave a sleeping bag to a couple weeks ago. He would he would look great in your living room. You should totally yeah. like take this guy home. If you're gonna allow just anything to live in your space, and you're not gonna like fight it off or be like this is wrong or there's something wrong. If it's a child, like dude, if there's a child playing jacks in your attic, her name is Atlas. This guy, blah, blah. I'm like, dude. First of all, don't name your parasite. No. Just saying. Number two, like, dude, if that was if that was a real alive child. You will be calling CPS. Why is yep. it because they're a ghost? They get a pass. Your home is yeah. your home. Treat it like it's a sacred space. It is. Yeah, I I know. Anytime I've had uh, a run in with, you know, a, a ghost or whatever, it wasn't a cool thing. And uh, fortunately, I've I've never had. Well, I can't say I've never lived in a haunted house. I ha- I my mom's old house had a lot of weird shit that would go on and 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 what have you but you know it, it, it's like you, you watch some of these shows or documentaries where you know people are telling their their ghost story and what have you and it's like i get it it's hard to just up and move but like claim your space claim that is your space they know that they no longer own that space it's yours yeah exactly there's so many people that are like well i can't and I'm sorry, I'm going to be a harsh bitch for a second. I'm probably going to get myself canceled for saying this, but this is just how I feel as someone who has been homeless, as someone who has been through the gutter and come back out the other side of it and busted my own ass. I've been through hell and back. You don't even want to know. I'm going to say as someone who's been through all that and having sympathy for that situation, if you live in a neighborhood in Chicago where people are getting shot and you've got a boy, you got a little boy, fucking move. Move. Yeah. Move. Whatever you have to do, if you just sell like an, a kidney, move, whatever it takes, you figure it out. You got to move. You don't want your child being another statistic because that's what's going to happen. And it, it, it's shocking to me that people are like, and I'm sorry, again, going to probably going to piss people off, but this is how I feel. I have a child that's in private school. It costs me almost a, like you guys have no idea like how much I sacrifice to be able to do that because it's that important. Because I can't trust the public schools. They're a disaster. My brother graduated fifth grade. I don't know how to read. Can't have it. My child is not going through that. We're not doing it. So I put my kid in private school. And I bust my ass. Running the candle on both ends to make that happen. Why? Because I don't... It's not like I had a choice. Like when you when you make the thing... My child comes before anything. Every parent's like, I wanted to give my kid the opportunity to do better than me. Well... If you want that, if you really want that for your child, then you'll want to sacrifice things for yourself. I sacrifice things. I cut my own hair. You know, I don't get my nails done. Like, I, I don't do any of that. And and because it saves money. And that money goes to my kids' education. And it's just, it's one of, the, one of the things you have to do. And so if you can't make sacrifices in your own life to make your child better, then you don't have any business complaining about what you're going to get. And if I was a mother in, like, the south, the south side of Chicago, if I was a mother in Compton... If I was a mother in Flint, Michigan, we would move. We would not yeah. live there because I'm not going to do, do my child's my life. I want him to be better. And what's awesome about that is the fact that like, if, if I make my child's life better, in turn, I'm actually making my own life better because he's going to be the one taking care of me when I get older. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you got to go. You're, you're going to get divorced. Yeah. You got to do something. You're going to get divorced. And your child's yeah. going to grow up in a home with something that is not human, that has had influence on their growing brain. Yep. And that's it's not, not always the greatest thing ever. No, it's not. 
it's not. It also teaches them, like, kids already think that they have, like, no, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they feel like they're invincible, right? It's why, especially boys, no offense, boys do dumb shit because they think they're invincible. They really do. No, we teenagers don't. Especially, they really think, like, nothing bad can ever happen to them. So if you live in a house where you have, like, a, an entity that is not a ghost ghost, it's not a person, you know, doesn't have a body, and it's, like, making noise in your kitchen, and, like, playing Jeff, your child, your child's fucking terrified. Your child's mm-hmm. terrified. You might think it's cool, but little Johnny is sitting there saying the Lord's Prayer at night that he learned from his buddy at, at, you know, at Sunday school one time he went, being like, please, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, your child's terrified. Mm-hmm. And he's going to grow up in terror. And how do you think that's going to affect the way the synapses in his brain and the neurons in his brain fire? If, it grow- if his brain is growing and developing around fear, just like a child, his brain grows around violence. What do you think is going to happen to him as an adult? He's going to normalize it. He's going to grow up and either terrorize or, or, or he's you know, bull- chase tornadoes or do something to yeah. join the military or he's not going to have any empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. And if you look at it that, in, in a roundabout way, it could be considered a form of child abuse. I really do think it is. I really think that people that, I mean, but we see that. We see that every single time across the board when we see a parent that does things that are bad for their children, right? The first thing, they're going to triple down. They're going to quadruple down. They're going to literally, you can back them into a corner and they will just ignore the truth and fight their way out of it. And they always look like circus freaks. As my dad would, it looks like they fell down a flight of stairs with an inkwell and a tackle box. My dad once told me when I dated, I was dating guys that were like, you know, sleeved up and tattooed out, like tattooed out and like all this stuff. And my dad said to me one day, he's like, Melissa, if you're dating this guy that has like piercings, in every orifice of his body, and he's t- covered in tattoos. What makes you think that he's going to take care of you if he can't even take care of his own body? Right. Good point. Yeah. Now, it, if he doesn't it, love himself, it, he feels the need to change who he is. To have other people respect the way he looks based on something he... It, it, it's all for show. Mm-hmm. What, what makes you think for one second that he's going to treat you with that respect? He doesn't respect himself. Now, in, in all fairness, I do have tattoos, but my tattoos can all be covered up except for the two on my, my, my top of my, my hands. But I don't, I didn't get them for, for people to, oh, give me a certain type of attention. I did it because I liked it. I like tattoos. You know what I mean? But I take care of them, but I'm also, I consider myself a, a really good father. I was a, a father to my daughter or my stepson. Did you let your daughter date a guy with face tattoos or neck tattoos? No. And she wouldn't. But she does she have tattoos? Yeah. You know, that's no, just I mean, something. No, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like yeah. jump on anybody who, who does, by the no, way. I'm just no, thinking no, that like no. for me. But if she's gonna bring home a circus freak, no. I'll be like, no, nah, get out of here, kid. You know, yeah. they, they ain't gonna, they ain't taking care of you. They just want fucking you some kind of weird fucking someone who's like got a hundred thousand dollars worth of plastic surgery. How are they gonna take yeah. care of me? If they're doing plastic surgery, so they go like somebody else. Yeah. It's like, oh, I brought home Nicki Minaj. Oh, really? Did you, did you look at her before? Uh, n- now? Uh, $1,000 worth of well, plastic surgery. Look like? yep. Did you see that case in Korea where the guy like sued his wife because her kids were ugly? No. Yeah, there's like a legal <laughs> case in, in Korea about that. <laughs> but they get so much plastic surgery over there. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Actually, he's yeah. like, "Oh okay. shit! This is what you really look like." 
And I never get in my notes. I actually have a a whole thing about um, you know debunking some of this uh, sleep paralysis, you know, shadow people thing that involves Korea, believe it or not. Well, let's get into it. Somebody thought I turned my notifications off, but I guess I didn't. Did you hear that ding? I hope not. No, I didn't. Things are done. Things are done. Uh, yeah, God, so I was singing it just the other week. <laughs> well, things are done. Things are done. That and I know I know it's past Christmas and when Christmas was going around, I was asking everybody. It, it was it's my favorite Christmas song. Dominic the Donkey. Have you ever heard it? Yes. Okay. You're the I had a privilege with Italian and I would play it to piss her off. Okay. You're the Michael first person that listen to what I want. Deal with it. Yeah. You're the first person that I've ever asked that said, Oh yeah, I know Dominic the Donkey. Dominic yep. the Donkey. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. I like uh, I like the one that uh, that talks about it's Christmas in Killarney. Because like Bing Crosby apparently had like no respect for anybody. <laughs> well, I don't think I heard that one. Yeah, it's Christmas in Killarney. Talking about like Irish Christmas. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Your, your notes. I don't want to get too sidetracked That's with cool. uh, Christmas songs. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I love it when a guy dresses up in a costume, sneaks a mouse, and gives my kid presents. I don't have any questions. Yeah, none. None. No. Let's just uh, okay the surveillance state. Well, I heard that guy was hammered. I saw the whiskey missing. I know what's up. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) dirty old drunk. Yeah, like I wanted to... Speaking of of things that enter your house, you don't invite. I want to talk about like shadow people uh, tonight with you because... um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that, as a child, I don't know about you, but I suffered with uh, sleep paralysis. Actually, it's the catalyst that got me into studying any of this other stuff. It all started with uh, sleep paralysis when I was eight years old. And uh, my grandmother, that Christmas, my parents got in a car accident. And uh, everyone, if this is Christmas Eve, and they got hit by a drunk driver. And everyone in my family went to the hospital except for me. And my grandma picked me up. And we were driving home to our house in Wilmington, North Carolina. From Charleston, which is like maybe like a three or four hour drive. And we're driving home. We're going to get home at Santa Claus. We're going to come in the morning, right? Well, we got in a car accident. So I went to my grandmother's house. And that's when I learned that there wasn't a Santa Claus. That's how I learned because I woke up and there's no presents. And she forgot to tell me. Because oh. she was like dealing with like my mom. Everyone, my, my mother was pregnant with my brother. She had, you know, was injured. My dad, everyone in my family, every my brother had caught off, fractured his leg. And that was also a really fun Christmas morning memory is being like, oh, his leg is like caught in the seat because it was like one of those Ooh. like backwards facing seats in a station wagon. And like his leg was in one part of it and it was sticking out the other. It was a nightmare. And uh, so I woke up at my grandma's house and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. How can I make this up to you? What do you want? I'll give you anything you want. What do you want? A pony? What do you want? What do you want? And I was like, I want that. And then a commercial came on that had come on a couple times because she had like the old lady you know, uh, was, there was like three channels, you know, you press the button on the, the channel changer and a commercial kept coming on for the Time Life series of books. And I was like, I want that because I'd already been dealing with the sleep paralysis stuff. Right. And I couldn't right. understand what it was. And they were like mysteries and like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, maybe this will solve my mystery because I've been trying to pray it away and it's not working. Right. You know? Um, so my grandmother got me that series of books and I had to keep it at her house because my dad was a Southern Baptist minister. No way in hell I would be allowed to take that home or watch that at my house. 
So I kept those books in her house and I'd go to her house like every summer for like two weeks and I would just spend those two weeks reading the hell out of those books. And by the time like that summer came around, yeah, because they sent them to you like one at a time. They didn't send Mm -hmm. them all as a set. So by the time summer came around, I had all the books. Nice. Did it help? Oh my God. Well, no, but it put me on this path. Yeah. Well, then I guess it helped. When I talk about sleep paralysis and shadow people, I'm not just talking about like, uh, you know, something that, you know, other people have experienced that I've dug into that I've done research on. I'm talking about the thing that led me to the rest of, you know, my research life, you know, and it started when I was eight. And uh, I mean, we just got to be like, the thing is, again, when I talked about like the UFO thing, you got to stick to facts. And, and here, here's, I'm just going to get into it. Here's the facts. Uh, shadow people, uh, they're associated with sleep paralysis usually. Um, mm-hmm. They're seen in homes, hospitals, uh, mental hospitals, children's cancer wards, uh, Alzheimer wards, dementia wards, mental hospitals, and penitentiary jails. Um, and sometimes they appear as just shadows. Sometimes they appear as other things. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, they lack a corporeal body. They lack facial features. Sometimes they're seen to have eyes. But as someone pointed out to me earlier, in the case of the black-eyed children, sometimes they seem to have a body and no eyes at all. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, they can be seen uh, in your bed, in your bedroom. They can be seen in the woods. And there are even been stories in the daytime. Although some of the best stories that I've collected uh, when I take any little evidence from people, like case studies, uh, some of the best ones I've heard are like nurses. They have got some of the best and creepiest shadow people interactions. Because again, like the, these nurses are working in a children's cancer ward or they're working in a dementia ward or Alzheimer patients. And the, there's the trauma and death all around. Yes. And the Alzheimer dementia patients will talk about these things to their family members and they're just like, oh, Nana's crazy. Yeah. You know, the nurses themselves will see this thing and be like, I'm going to get into another apartment. I can't work here anymore. Yeah. It, you know? I don't know if I could handle doing that and seeing that as much because especially nursing homes uh you know it, it, it it's sad and it's probably going to come off wrong but most people put their loved ones there to die and those nurses are deal they deal with death all the time and some of the stories that come out of nursing homes is and that goes through apparitions or and the abuse is is just horrifying it's like wow you know what i mean and Freaky I shit. think that some people just can't handle. They're like, they're like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And they think I have children and that they're trying to take care of Nana and they got little little kids. That's a problem. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that show their parents an old folks home and just, you know, write it off and go see them when they have to. But there's lots of people that just literally like they've got a full-time job and a marriage and three kids. And sometimes a second job. And, you know, after school activities and PTA meetings and, and after practice, after school practice, you can't, you just, you can't do it. And you do the best you can with what you've been given. And you try to find the nicest home you can for them and you do what you can. So I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like, there's a lot of people too that don't have children, which we're about to see the numbers go through the roof because there's a lot of people that are, forgive the, the term, but cutting off their children's genitals. Mm. To worship after that or whatever reason. Uh, uh, they, there's a lot of Ooh, that bam. going on. And there's a lot of women that are not getting married, that are not producing children, not making kids. There's just no kids. 
So we're going to see like numbers of people that have to be in homes because they don't have anybody like rising, you know? Um, but say, yeah, home, homes are definitely the a stomping ground. With the pokey poke and everything else, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of yes, a lot of mutated babies. Yeah, a lot of flipper babies. Mm-hmm. But we we saw that with the with the uh, damn, I can never stand on such a way because we know too much. Both of us know too much. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that's a perfect example because uh, when we talk about the bull four syndrome vaccine, the same thing you know happened there uh, with bull four syndrome where they were forced to do the anthrax. Uh, to combat the fact that we gained Saddam Hussein, uh, the super, uh, what is it, super anthrax to yeah. to defend against Iran. Really, the reasoning for that was really stupid. Like, for some reason, we gave Iran guns, like Iran-Contra, right? But at the same time, like, oh, wait, no, whoops, we fucked up, we gave him too many guns. Uh, we'll, we'll give uh, Iraq, uh, you know, this this super, you know, anthrax. Oh, but wait, we're going to turn around and send some C-17s to Iran. You know, why not? And don't forget, we had to train the Afghanis, too. We had to train the Afghanis in bin Laden. (laughs) I don't know. We even talked about that. We're like, uh, yeah, like, dude, that was a payoff. I mean, also, I'm offended that they call it pullout because I can't hear that with a straight face ever. It's really disturbing. I don't know if I'm mad at myself or mad at whoever termed it the pullout. But, yeah, the failed pullout, like, dude, stop it. Stop it. How can we take you seriously, media? Because my mind goes right to, oh, that game's strong. <laughs> or it's very weak. game is, is weak, the Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. We, we are pregnant with demasery. Um, yeah, a lot. So, yeah. So, yeah, location, 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 location. That That is what you're going to see when it comes to uh, shadow people in institutional. Like, and there's different kinds. I'll give that in just a second. Uh, the one thing that is common amongst all types, all classifications of these things is that they all uh, feed off human emotion, uh, whether it's fear, trauma, worry, uh, guilt, which, by the way, I say is always the most useless emotion. Guilt, doesn't, guilt has never helped anybody. For the cost of a cup of coffee, you should, like, not be guilty. Just stop it. Um, but you're doing nothing. You're not helping anybody. You're just literally beating yourself up for no reason. And there's nothing you can do about it. You're the only person who can decide to get rid of your guilt. No one else can, like, give you a pass on that. So... Uh, guilt. They love guilt. Um, it's always negative. Although there are some cases where uh, humans are fooled into protecting this parasite uh, and even tricked into developing an emotional attachment to them uh, in the vein of like Stockholm Syndrome. For example, I had a girlfriend that she was like, oh no, it protects me. I'm like, dude, that's not protecting you. The, the thing that's in your house, the shadow, and this is an actual shadow creature, and look, so I went to go, like, she was getting divorced. And I told her, I was like, kick out your house. I said, you're going to get divorced. And that's what happened. Well, she got divorced. And when she was, like, getting ready to go to court the next day, she needed my help with something. I went up. I drove, like, two hours to go help her out. Like, and while she was, like, sleeping, I put her to bed. Because this thing had been, like, bothering her all of a sudden out of nowhere. Like, before it had been, like, really kind. And she had divorced. And all of a sudden, it was, like, acting out. And so I put her to bed. She gave me a key to her house. Gave me ownership of her house. And I cleaned her house. And I didn't just clean her house. I actually cleaned, cleaned her house. I was doing laundry and stuff while I was doing it. And I put my phone on the charger and I had, I took my watch off the charger and put my phone on the charger because we only had one USB port in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to wake her up and ask her where another one was. And I, I didn't bring it with me. I forgot because I ran up to Columbia so fast. And I went to go, I took my, put my watch on, put my phone in a USB thing with the phone charger, right? And walked into the garage to go shift the clothes, heard a click. And I was locked out and I saw it. I saw it through the the bookcase. And it was like, 
and it looked like it tipped its hat. I swear to God. I know that sounds crazy. And so I look at my watch. I don't have my phone. I'm locked out of her house. It's almost time to get up. She's in her room. Like the doorbell is broken. I'm like, what am I? I'm, I'm locked. It's freezing out here. What am I going to do? And so I tried to call her from my, my watch and it, well, it pops up 15% left. Or okay, just it took it off the, yeah. And I just took it off the charger and I used the last like 15, 10%, I can't remember what it was, on my iWatch, my Apple Watch to call her to come unlock the door for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They- it locked me out the house because I was removing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like like you were saying, oh, oh, yeah, it protects me, this and that. I thought that at first, too, when, when I had a, a spiritual attachment when I was younger. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it does cool little things. And then it started getting dark and then it, it ended up killing someone. Just like my friend. Take, taking off. credit for killing some, yeah, killing someone's dog. Because you have to remember yeah. that if there's no one there to like pick a fight with, it'll pick a fight with you. I'm telling you, like, like if you don't kick whatever, you ain't think it's cute to have Alice in your attic playing with Jack. It's just Alice. She's our ghost in the attic. Right? I go up, no. I go up and the balls with her. Yeah. You're going to get divorced. You're, you're. And because you, it's whispering things in your ear, feeding off the negativity in your home. When it gets bored with you and he leaves, it's going to start fighting with you because it needs Same as a regular parasite. Don't, folks, do not name your parasite, by the way. If there's Alice in your attic and you look up, well, someone named Alice, dug down the street for me, you don't think it's her. Like, don't ding, don't fucking. Your space is going to be harder to kick it out now. Don't, don't get attached to a parasite. You know, we, Alex Stein makes jokes all the time about how he has toxoplasmosis and that's why he has so many cats. I'm like, stop. Why they have cats? Yeah, that's a good reason why. Because you know, the next <laughs> thing you know, you got ten, and you're like, "Why doesn't anybody want there?" Of course, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. By the way, you've got kids, right? Yeah, they're grown and out of the house, though. Yeah, but would you ever called yourself when your children are around a dog parent? By the way, no, but. No. Just because you spent six thousand dollars getting surgery on your dog, doesn't mean that you understand what it means to be a parent at all. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing: is is I have two stepsons. and he's a he's a mastiff, French mastiff, uh, Rottweiler mix. Then we got uh, Train Walker Coonhound, and you and I have had that discussion of of Train Walker Coonhounds and. Decided he he wanted to get a dog. He wanted to get a little pity mix. Well, she has a neurological disorder that was passed down. In so the it's world. a real pity mix. Yes. Yeah. So she's our little special needs child. And he brought her over. He's like, can you just. Couldn't he couldn't keep up with it. He was thinking about getting rid of her. I said, bring, bring her over. We'll, we'll work with her. Well, that was three or four months ago, and now we have three dogs. Well, I, I looked at my wife. I said, 
two boys and a girl dog. And that's what we we had two boys and a girl. Did you inten- oh. did you unintentionally do that, or did you intentionally do that? The, the, the human unintentional consciousness. Not even. Shit! Like it just came on to me. I'm like, we replay. The kids moved out, and now we have two boy dogs and a girl dog. And it, and it's funny because the personalities between the dogs are almost identical. couch hollywood celebrity that can't keep a husband imagine how attached it doesn't have children imagine how attached they get to their animals Ooh. or in some cases their entities uh that i'm not i'm not i'm done with these par, uh, parasite entities and and, and what have you I, I i played that game and I, I don't like it and i do a lot to prevent things from Like yeah. I, I literally, one of my friends was like, "What are you doing? Like, why? Just go up to your studio. You've got like a nice desk up there. You got space. I'm sitting out there, like with my painting project over here, and like wearing like a, a you know, and um, I had stripping a piece of furniture. And like, why don't you just go to your office? I was like, because I would rather take my shoes off than have to clean up mud all over my house. Yeah, I would rather and do this research outside. I don't. Bring Doors that I don't want to shut. Yeah, I got a little kid, and I got to yeah. protect they, him. They come so. first. They come. They come. They come before me. They come before everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he came. He comes first. So I'd rather not like throw this like have this stuff strewn all over my house. I'd rather keep it in my garage outside of my house in a space that I protected. Uh, just like you know, there's people that protected themselves against shadow beings in the past, which I think is interesting because we lost that history where mm-hmm. we had protection rituals. Like, it's so interesting that the places that had, like, rashes of, like, uh, you know, interdimensional beings, uh, like, Alexandria, right? Or, let's say, Timbuktu with the Jen, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, South America, because, you know, the, the Moors went, they burned all the books. Like, it was, it's part of the same, uh, the Songhai Empire. There's a really great episode of uh, the Fall of Civilizations podcast uh, about the Songhai Empire, and like basically, like the emperor of the Songhai, like uh, burned the books that were the Berbers, and those people like ended up settling that area as well. They went on to become the Berbers that went to become the Moors in Spain, right? And they burned books there. Spanish Inquisition, nobody expects it. Uh, those people branched off and went to a different world and burnt books in Machu Picchu, the Incas. We don't even know like how they like wrote things down or what they used these strings. That they tied knots to keep number. We don't understand all the works. There's so much that got lost. But it's so interesting that it's always these places that have these interactions with these beings. Mm. Yeah. That's where the books get burned. You gotta ask yourself why. They have protection rituals. We know they did. We know we have protection rituals against shadow people and like things that were non-human entities. And we know that from like the digging archaeological sites in in uh Judah or the Hebraic areas, how they'd have uh, to protect themselves from a Lilith, which was like a, a had person, a sleep paralysis demon. They would plant, like they would bury dolls of Lilith to protect them against her in the corner of each corner of a house. Mm-hmm. You could not build a circular house. They had to be square or rectangular, and you had to have, in each one of these 90-degree angles, a doll to protect you from a Lilith because they believed that it would cause infertility and other issues. This is not a new a new thing. No, I mean, it's, it's been going on. Here. But we, but when you bring it up, 
people are like, oh, that's just that old pagan belief system and yada, yada, yada. Well, you know what? I, I tend to believe a lot, a little bit more uh, of pagan beliefs than I do modern day Christianity, considering uh, the Catholics went around the world forcing everybody to to adopt their religion that they took. Which wasn't even all... Christianity either. No. You have to remember that they were always in Constantine became a Christian is because all the soldiers were freaking Christians and they, they, they had converted from the cult of Mithras. Huh? Yeah. You, you know about um, Mithras? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the soldiers, the, the first church that they found, uh, the oldest church that they could find that like, you know, Christian uh, origin is in England. And it's like from, it was built by Roman soldiers. Roman soldiers were the ones that were spreading the gospel all over the world. Uh, and the reason why uh, Constantine had to become a Christian is because the army wouldn't have backed him. He was going up against mm -hmm. another emperor, and there was, yeah, and there was like some 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 bullshit afoot. And to make sure he could have a shoe in for the, you know, the position as emperor, then where he saw his cross in the sky, well, that battle was over who was going to be fucking emperor. And all the soldiers uh -huh. were Christian. Yeah. So he had to be a Christian or else he wouldn't have the backing of the army. Nope. Gadar. Oh, he converted because he was scared. Then he converted to a cheap sick to be emperor. Well, yeah, but he didn't want turned on as well. And and that's what they, that's what the Roman the still the Roman Empire never ended. It just became the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah. Also, uh, Roman Catholic Church. Well, they practice the same things. Yeah. They practice the same things. They they bring in uh, other people's religion and tie them all together into a nice neat bow so everybody could be. They learned this from battling Carthage. The Punic Wars taught them everything they need to know because they they realized that Carthage had made a mistake because when they would, uh, you know, especially in Sardinia and places like that, when Carthage would come and take over, they would eliminate all the other gods and make them and force them to worship Tanit, uh, and sacrifice their babies and sacrifice their babies uh, in the Tobeths. Uh, they would force them to worship Baal and Tanit. Yeah, Baal, as in Bell, mm -hmm. as in Alexander yep. Graham, whatever. Um, yeah, they would force, force the people to die, him up but they did not have the support of the people. They saw this with Sparta, when Rome actually conquered Sparta. How, like, having you, they learned that if you take other people's religions and throw them all together in a pot, and everybody has, like, this polytheistic, anything goes, coexisting on the back of your Subaru, like, mentality, you can run the world because if no one opposes you because of religion, if you believe what every religion is going to believe, then you're going to have people that are going to listen to you because you're going to think that they back you up and they're on your side. But in reality, they just have their boot on your neck and uh, they're really just uh, out to get taxes out of you. For example, I mean, the, the Colosseum was built based on the money that they used from sacking the temple and, and, and the Hebrews. For the Hebrews, mm -hmm. they sacked the temple in Jerusalem and that money, that direct, that exact money was used to build the Colosseum in Rome. That shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. 
And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if Look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band, yeah And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss, look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds, anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash, burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't wanna come back from But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried, but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one, I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it.